0: Hello baseball fans and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012, and it is now... Tuesday, June 14th, 2016. And I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from the Sully Baseball studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager, Bob Melvin, and just down the 101 from AT&T Park, the home of the San Francisco Giants. Now, I've been uh, – I said I was going to do a new segment on this podcast, which was I was going to do a, uh, a question – from Cubs fan with an eight every Tuesday, Cubs fan with an eight, uh, Marcel, my fan from Switzerland, who I've now been to a baseball game with, sends me so many questions that I've used as the Sunday request that I, it started to become a joke how often I used him. So I said, why don't I just have you answer your questions once a week and I'll open the floor up to other people and that way I only have to come up with five topics a week as opposed to seven. And, of course, Cubs fan with an eight. I, I know his name's Marcel. So I, I just like calling him Cubs fan with an eight. Even when we went to the game at AT&T Park, I called him Cubs fan with an eight. Forgive me. Um, he sent me a slew of questions. And so I'm like, okay, fine. And I'm going to record some of them now, and uh, hopefully I'll have a backlog. If he asks me 52 questions, boom, I've got my Tuesdays covered for the year. Uh, And by the way, if you want the floor still, send me a request for a question at Sully Baseball, and I'll do that as the Sunday request. Now, this is one that Cubs fan with an eight sent me, uh, actually as a Sunday request, but I'm doing it today. Uh, And this is going to be a little deep dive into history, but hey, I like doing this every once in a while. Uh, He says, Sully Baseball, who should have won the Cy Young Award for the other leagues in the year's from 1956 to 1966. Now, let me tell you what the hell that means. The Cy Young Award was created in 1956, and the reason why it was created was because there used to be the Most Valuable Player Award, and there still is the Most Valuable Player Award, and that was awarded to the best player in baseball, the most valuable player in baseball. Now, pitchers tended to get a short end of the stick there, because the award tended to go to the to a position player. And basically, you know, there were great pitchers who would get shut out. And so someone, I don't know who it was, actually, it was the uh, commissioner of baseball, Ford Frick, who later became the man who wanted to put an asterisk next to Roger Maris's name for breaking the... Babe Ruth's home run record. And at one point, Ford Frick was a ghostwriter for Babe Ruth. Well, the the idea was to set aside the uh, new award for the best pitcher of the year. And when Frick was the commissioner until 1966, it was, so from 56 to 66, they only handed out one Cy Young award, one. It was there was the MVP in both leagues, the American National League, but then the Cy Young Award was awarded to the best pitcher of either league. And we saw that in those that period of time, 56 to 66, you had I mean one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, you had eleven Cy Young Awards, and one, two, three, four of them went to the American League you had the National League absolutely dominated the landscape there of the Cy Young Awards. And so when Ford Frick retired, after uh, just before the 1967 season, they had split the Cy Young Awards into the American and National League. And so, that of course, that makes a little more sense. But, you know, people, you know, we need to figure stuff out sometimes. And so that year you saw the first year where it was awarded on both sides, and boom, and ever since then, the American League and the National League have gone their separate way. That first year you saw um, Mike McCormick, the, that first year there was a Cy Young Award winner on both leagues. Mike McCormick won the Cy Young Award for the San Francisco Giants, and Jim Lomborg won the Cy Young Award for the Red Sox. Well, And when it was just one, You had Don Newcomb won the first one for the Dodgers. Warren Spahn won the second one for the Milwaukee Braves. Then you had Bob Turley of the Yankees. Boy, that's a trivia question. Who was the first Yankee to win the Cy Young Award? I bet not a lot of people would say Bob Turley. Uh, 59 early winner of the White Sox, 60 Vern Law of the Pirates, 61 Whitey Ford of the Yankees. Then Los Angeles had the, uh, the Cy Young Award just belonged in Los Angeles. Don Drysdale in 62, Sandy Koufax 63, that was unanimous. Uh, Then, surprisingly, Dean Chance of the then Los Angeles Angels, and then Koufax unanimously in 65 and 66. So, and the thing, again, what I love about some of these years is, like, Sandy Koufax won in 1965 with 26 wins, a 2.04 ERA, 382 strikeouts, and two saves, Twice they brought Sandy Koufax out of the bullpen. I mean, that's just, that's just cruel. That, that's, just, that's just not nice. But what Cubs fan with an 8-1 to ask is, in those years, what if they gave him to both leagues? Who, essentially, who got ripped off of a Cy Young award? Who lost out? Now, before going into this, and I did my research, I did my homework going into this. Before I started doing my homework on this, I assumed that I would eventually award a Cy Young Award to Juan Marichal. And the reason why I assumed that was that Marichal, you could argue, had the best decade of any pitcher in the 1960s. He didn't have the best peak. The best peak belonged to Sandy Koufax. He didn't have the best October record. That clearly belonged to Bob Gibson. But in terms of who was the most consistent dominant pitcher of the 1960s, it was Marichal. But Marichal never won the Cy Young Award. So I thought, okay, I'm going to be able to award him a Cy Young Award, you know, retroactively. So I looked at that first year, the year Don Newcomb won. Now... Of the American of in that vote, Whitey Ford got the highest vote of any American League pitcher in the Cy Young Award that year. But early win had a better year, uh, and you know he had the he had a year that had advanced metrics on his side, and he also had traditional metrics on his side with a twenty nine record and a two seventy two ERA. Um, they would probably have voted Whitey. I think it would have belonged to Early Wynn, and, and I don't have any problem giving it to Early Wynn because he was a great pitcher. He was a Hall of Famer, for goodness sakes. Uh, in 57, Warren Spahn won the Cy Young Award. Uh, there was some good American League pitchers then. Dick Donovan got the only AL vote that year in 1957. Dick Donovan, 16 complete games that year, went 16-6. and six. Uh, he was a pitcher for the White Sox, was a good pitcher. But Hall of Famer Jim Bunning had the best overall season of any American League pitcher. You know, two six seven 6 7 in the third innings to a two, six, 2.169 ERA, 21 season. He never got a Cy Young award in his Hall of Fame career. Boom. I just gave him one. Now, uh, in 1958, Bob Turley, as I mentioned, won it for the Yankees. To be fair... He shouldn't have won it. Billy Pierce of the White Sox had a better year, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. You saw um, there was Sam Jones of the Cardinals had a good year. Um, we'll get back to him in a second. But you know what? It would have been Warren Spahn again. I would, have, you know, I would have given another one to Warren Spahn who had another. God, Spahn was such a great pitcher. And he had so many great years. And he threw so many innings. He won so many games. He pitched to such a low ERA. I I'd have to give him back to back Cy Young Awards. Now, in 59, this was one of the years where the AL actually won it, early win. I gave early win 156. If I were in charge, he'd be winning his second Cy Young Award in 59. Now, Sam Jones, I'd mentioned Sam Jones. He had a great year for the St. Louis Cardinals in 59. And he had a great year for the Giants the very next year in San Francisco. In 50, uh, he had a great year with Cardinals in 58 and a great year in San Francisco in 59. Led the league in wins, ERA, shutouts, through 270 and two thirds innings. You know, that's a name that you don't hear a lot, Sam Jones. As a, as a terrific pitcher. But when you look up and say, man, he had back-to-back years that if he had won the Cy Young Award, you would say, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. No offense to Vern Law, who also had a great year. If Sully was in charge, you'd have San Francisco Giant Cy Young Award winner Sam Jones. Uh, in that next year, 1960, Vern Law, the Pirates, had a had a great year and he won the Cy Young Award. That was a year where not a single American League pitcher got a Cy Young vote, um, and this would have been a year where it would have been, it would have been a challenging year because at that time people really were just looking at wins and losses. You know, people started to move away from that as the sole metric. That's really a recent thing. It's really the the Felix Hernandez Cy Young Award. You know, so I mean, someone like Jim Bunning, who I awarded one in 1957, had a great year in 1960, but he had an 11 and 14 record, and that would scare off the voters. Um, you had know, Jim Perry, who was a future Cy Young had a really good year, but Bill Momboquette of the Red Sox had a great year. He never won a Cy Young in his career, and he was. You know, the, the lone pitching highlight of that 1960 Red Sox team. And I'm not saying that as a Red Sox fan. I'm just saying that because he had a great year. Um, in 61, Whitey Ford won it for real. Guess who? Guess who I would have given it to? Warren Spahn. Again, wins, ERA, whip, complete games, shutouts. Down the line, you look at his BaseballReference.com entry for the 1961 season. It's black italicized across the board. He had a spectacular season. You could make the argument that he should have won it over Whitey Ford that year. You know, look at this. I mean, Warren Spahn made it the Hall of Fame, is a Cy Young Award winner. If I were in charge, he'd have two more. This was a year when I saw that. You know, you know, you take a look. I was like, okay, there's a few AL years. Which one of them would have been Juan Marischal? Nope, 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 giving it to Spawn. Um it, it's strange because like in 62, in a bunch of these years you saw there were no in 19 like I'm just pointing this out in 1960, 62, 63, 65, and 66, not one American League pitcher received a single vote for the Cy Young Award. Not one. Now, granted, they were voting for there was just voting for first place, and so you you know you could have, you know, there wasn't like okay you're first on the ballot, second on the ballot, you just one vote on there, but you know no AL pitcher could crack even the the ballot at that point, so you're seeing in some of these years, the the nationally just dominating it with the with the great pitchers, and you also see a few names that you may not necessarily remember. Uh, Sixty two would have been a strange year for the American League Cy Young Award um, because there wasn't the dominant pitcher the way that Don Drysdale was the dominant pitcher for the Dodgers that year. Uh, Dick Raddatz of the Red Sox was a rookie closer and had a terrific year. And the advanced metrics would have probably given it to him. Uh, Ralph Terry of the Yankees had the most wins, the most innings pitched and games started. Uh, Jim Cott, who pitched for the Twins that year, had a terrific terrific Season across the board. Hank Garrett of Detroit led the league in ERA, ERA plus whips, hits per nine innings. You know, there wasn't the, there were several very, very good years without that one dynamic dominant year. And of course, I'm saying this completely by retrospect. This took place ten years before I was born. From this space in Palo Alto, I'm giving it to Hank Ugar of the Detroit Tigers. Um, you know, but that would have been a year where it would have been all clumped together. Then you, then we continue the LA dominance 65, I'm sorry, 63 Sandy Koufax, you know, 25 and 5, 1.88 ERA, 306 strikeouts, unanimous. No one gets a vote. No one, it's just Sandy. So again, you're taking a look around and said, who would, who would it be? Um, You know, Whitey Ford probably in real life would have won it because he had the wins, the low ERA, led the league in innings pitched. But man, Twins pitcher Camilo Pascal got the high strikeout total, the wins, the complete games. Camilo Pascal had the best overall season that year. It you know, in real life it probably would have gone to Whitey Ford because of the star power, because the Yankees won the pennant, and because he won, you know, he got the the, the sexy stats that they were looking at then. But when you look at it with modern eyes and seeing I'm the, I'm doing this with modern eyes, uh, Camille Pascal should have won should be a Cy Young award winner. And don't worry, I've, you know, Whitey Ford's already a Cy Young Award winner, already going to the Hall of Fame, so everyone relax, would you please? Now, 1964 was an interesting one because I thought if there was any chance for Juan Marichal to get a retroactive Cy Young, it would be here, because he was a diamond pitcher and he had a wonderful year in 1964, and that year Dean Chance had a surprising year for the LA Angels and won the Cy Young and then I took a look at the stats. And you know, Larry Jackson had a, had a nice season for the Cubs and came in second. And Sandy Koufax came in third. And this is what I'm saying that at the time they really were looking at wins because Larry Jackson got more votes for the Cy Young Award than Sandy Koufax. The only stat that Larry Jackson led Sandy Koufax in was wins. Across the board, Everything, everything, Sandy Koufax dominated the National League. Oh, he didn't win as many games. He didn't have the run support that Larry Jackson had. The Cubs had a much stronger offense. Sandy Koufax just was a dominant pitcher left and right. So guess what? I'm sorry, Juan Marichal. You're not going to want to hear this. And not that Sandy Koufax needed anything else, but you know what? He... I'm going to give him the 1964 National League Cy Young Award. And 65, hey, a unanimous vote for Sandy Koufax in the AL, pretty easy. Sam McDowell, who, if you like traditional stats, you like advanced metrics, across the board, Sam McDowell of the Cleveland Indians was the best pitcher and should have won the American League Cy Young Award. In 1965. And the and fact about Sam McDowell, the character of Sam Mayday Malone is loosely based upon Cleveland pitcher Sam McDowell. Uh, 66, surprise, unanimous choice, Sandy Koufax. His last year in the major leagues was an, an, another unreal season for him. But I mean, this gives you an idea about his run support that he got. You know, he, he strikes out 317 batters, throws to a 1.73 ERA, he lost nine games. How is that even possible? Um, in the AL, again, another one of those years in the American League that, uh, you know, there wasn't the one dominant pitcher. Earl Wilson had a great year for the Red Sox and Tigers. Uh, Sam McDowell had another very good year. Mike Cuellar burst onto the scene that year. Gary Peters of the White Sox had a terrific year. Of uh, those, I suppose I give it to Gary Peters if you could make an argument for the other ones. So basically, having the title Cy Young Award-winning pitcher gives a pitcher a certain aura, even if it's a one-year wonder, like a Lamar Hoyt or an R.A. Dickey, where you say, yeah, they won the Cy Young Award for that one year They're at the pinnacle. And when people start to make a Hall of Fame case for someone, having the Cy Young or the MVP on their resume is always a positive thing. So if I were in charge, and if we had done this even retroactively, Early Win would be a multiple Cy Young Award winner, Warren Spahn would be a three-time Hall of Famer Jim Bunning would have one. But then you'd see the likes of the Sam Jones, Bill Momboquette, Hank Aguire, Camille Pascal, Sam McDowell, Gary Peters. Those are all pitchers who had nice careers and good reputations. But to add, they won the Cy Young Award would be, I don't know, a nice addition to their legacy. You know, when you go down the line, some of the people like the John Denny's and the Mike Scott's and the Steve Bedrosian's of the world, whether or not you agree with them winning the Cy Young in those particular years, it adds a certain, oh, prestige when you review their career or even look back on their career. You know, some of them may seem strange in retrospect, Mark Davis, Eric Gagné winning a Cy Young award, or some of those who won multiple ones, you know, like the Clayton Kershaw's or the Tim uh, Lincecum's, or the ones who had the nice career, the really good career, and got it at least once to sort of say, yeah, I'm in that club. I'm looking at you, Chris Carpenter. I'm looking at you, Jake Peavy. So, to answer your question, Cubs fan with an eight, those would have been the ones I would have given it to. Those would have been the one that had they split the award the way they should have from the start, would have made for, well, would have made for a good, solid Cy Young candidacy for those players. So, that's a little walk down history and retroactively awarding some of these players with a Cy Young. I should maybe make up like a little wooden Cy Young awards. And if the ones of the names of the players who are still with us, maybe send them off, or I don't know. I don't need to give myself more projects to do. So, anyway, next Tuesday I'll answer another question from Cubs fan with an eight. And if you want to send me a question, send it to me via Twitter at Sully Baseball. Go to SullyBaseball.wordpress.com, like Facebook, SpreadMan, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thackman, Patrick Kalisky. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast. For the 14th day of June 2016, I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sullivan.